Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey. Need a jump start for your life? Looking for some actions within your control to start today? Today on episode 12 of the Grow Forward Today podcast, you'll meet my guest, Jeanette Coachella, the founder and leader of the International Association of Professional Life Coaches, who hangs around some top-notch coaches who help people find and pursue their life vision. Let's talk about Jeanette's tips for living the life you want and how that fully integrates with personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. I learned early on in life that to be successful, you have to be intentional. And developing successful habits make it way more likely that you'll accomplish what you've set out to do. My success habits were added one at a time, over time, and each one contributes to the life I want to be living. I get eight hours of sleep per night because I realized it's my base wellness habit for energy. First thing every morning, I read for inspiration. For me, it's the Bible and a professional development magazine or book followed by journaling a takeaway for the day. Part of that journaling is gratefulness to God for what I was blessed with yesterday. And I end my day with gratefulness as my eyes shut in my bed. I vision out one year into the future so that I have a target to line up goals behind. And I set daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual reviews to take stock of where I'm at with that vision and those goals. Now these are all habits, but they had to start somewhere, and you could start today developing a success habit. My guest today is Jeanette Coachella, and here's a little bit about Jeanette. She's a certified entrepreneur and business coach and is the founder and president of the International Association of Professional Life Coaches, an online life coach directory and professional organization that supports life coaches with monthly marketing training and online promotion. She helps new life coaches save hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars by providing curated business training for starting and running a profitable coaching business. And I was blessed to be coached by Jeanette at the beginning of my coaching journey because she's an expert at helping coaches develop and market their business, especially when starting out, because that's when it's the scariest. She, was, uh, she actually blessed me back by writing the foreword in my latest book, Leading Through the Dark Waters of Conflict, and I wanted to get her in front of all of you. So welcome, Jeanette. Thank you, Paul. Glad to be here. So Jeanette, how did you get involved in the world of life coaching? Well, I was going through um, a period of my life where I wasn't sure what direction to take. And so I enrolled in a spiritual life coaching course. And for just a little extra, I could get certified while I was at it. So I went ahead and did that. And uh, I found that I had a knack for it. Not only did I have a knack for it, but I had actually been coaching friends for years and not even knowing. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I uh, started the association to help coaches um, because uh, I could 
I just uh, worked well with them within that program and uh, helped a lot of them understand the techniques that we were learning. So um, when I formed the association, as I started working with coaches, I saw that actually they needed more than just life coaching or spiritual life coaching, which is mainly mindset development and support. Um, but they also needed business training. And so I um, sort of evolved into business training and uh, I use a little of both now with coaches. Uh, sometimes you need life coaching, sometimes you need business coaching. <laughs> I too had that revelation, Jeanette, where it's like, I when I learned about what life coaching was, I went, that is what I love to do naturally with my friends and my family and, and people naturally, right? Trying to help them learn what their vision was for their life and help them uh, strategize out some goals. And it was so life-giving. So I, I think we were a kindred spirits on <laughs> our early start into coaching. <laughs> yeah. And so talk to me a little bit about that mindset. So you said sometimes we need a little bit of mindset. Well, it's probably always need a little bit of mindset work. And then sometimes we need some business coaching on that mindset side. Talk to us about uh, how mindset is so valuable to whatever we're doing. Well, yeah, I think that um, especially for entrepreneurs and leaders, and of course, entrepreneurs are leaders, even if you're a solopreneur, you still mm -hmm. have a following online or in the community. And um, it's, you know, 50% knowing how to run and market a business and 50% keeping your mindset uh, intact so that you can um, sort of uh, structure your life and the way you want it and structure your business the way you want it also. Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I feel like mindset comes up over and over again. I was listening to uh, the Wealthy Speaker podcast. Probably a lot of you listeners would be like, I don't, I don't know if that's one I would listen to, but if you're moving towards becoming a professional speaker, I would totally recommend it. And I feel like almost every other episode has to do with mindset because we sell ourselves short regularly if we're not staying vigil vigilant with having the proper healthy mindset. So you were probably, what was your history before you realized you had a, a gift for helping coaches with the business side of starting and marketing their business? You must've had some experience leading up to that to say like, that's a niche I wanna go into. Well, um, yeah, it started when I was um, a web designer and. Um, decided to market my own product online and I hired a, a business coach and um, he suggested that with the product that I had that I create a coaching program around it. And that was kind of when I realized, oh yeah, I could coach this stuff. So I made a coaching program around it and that was actually my first one. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so then I um, re started researching online marketing because I wanted to market this product and learned a lot. Uh, and in those days, you really had to dig. You know, now you're barraged with <laughs> business information, but back then, <laughs> it was hard to find. And uh, 
so I you know found what I could and learned by rote. What year was that? Well, that was uh, well. That was I started my coaching business in 2010, so it was um, you know within the five years before that. I think I started maybe five different businesses in that first five years. <laughs> you could call me a serial entrepreneur, but <laughs> uh, and that was when I was you know struggling to find my direction. So that's how it all sort of came out. Yeah, and you jumped into a niche where there was a need. And uh, I always think that I can't remember who said it, but you know what your or your greatest skills match the world's greatest need. And at that point, there was a lot of coaches that that knew this was their calling, but they didn't know how to actually run a business, especially a profitable coaching business. And I was I was told when I started out, which is right about that time that you were talking about, that the average life coach made nineteen thousand dollars a year. I don't know who came up with that stat or how they traced it. And I was thinking, oh, that's not enough for me to run my family, you know, to support my family. And so I just think it was really great that you jumped into this arena at a time where coaches needed some help. So you're the the founder of the International Association of Professional Life Coaches. And I just want to know what excites you as you interact with the IAPLC community of coaches what, what gets you jazzed about being the being the leader well um i learned early on from different coaches and um assessments that i have leadership qualities and so i just sort of ran with it and uh what excites me is uh seeing that i can help people and that i can help um a large group of people. So um, with the association, I was able to um, spread out my knowledge more than just working um, with single people one at a time. Um, yeah, the other thing that excites me is when I get emails saying, thank you for that tip, you know, cause you never know how things are gonna land and um, so it's always nice to get uh, feedback that you're appreciated for what you're oh, doing. So is, so is, and you use a lot of different ways to help the coaches. Can you share a few of the different uh, maybe media that you use in order to uh, help coaches grow? Sure. Um, first of all, I have a, a training vault for new coaches. So when they go in there, there's set a curriculum of seven courses that uh, walks you through the process of uh, getting your business ready to market. Um, a lot of people skip the foundation pieces, but as everyone knows, when you're building a house, you have to put the foundation in first. And so that's what that training vault is for. And then once a month, they get um, a strategy or a resource or a tool or something that's gonna help them with their business. A lot of times it's just planners because one thing that uh, I was told by members is that they need help organizing themselves. So planning is um, paramount to running a business. And then I also wanted to promote their businesses. So I have an online directory where everyone is listed in 17 different categories of life coaching because there are different aspects to life coaching such as um, career and leadership, but also health, um, personal growth, relationships, 
um, and even spiritual life coaching. Um, and then I also do Facebook advertising for the members. So um, those are some of the things that they get as members. 17 different categories of coaching. I'm sure there's probably more. That's just in your directory is 17. And so listeners, as you're thinking about, well, do I need a life coach or not? When you see it niched out like that, are we all in a relationship? Yep. Somewhere we are, right? Some of us are in a business. Some of us are trying to be a leader in our organization. Uh, like you said, spiritually, uh, you could probably have a coach, uh, uh, a whole dozen different kinds of coaches, and you would be talking about different kinds of things in that area of your life, right? Yeah, I could probably have 10 different categories of just relationship coaching. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so over the years, coaches have niched in different areas because they realized that there's this one area that this client needs to grow. And then they realize I can attract a, a whole bunch more people that also want to grow in that area. And I think it makes coaching much more relevant, right? Yes. And also because personal uh, development is kind of a, a very broad topic and a little vague. And when you narrow it down to the more specific areas, then people understand, oh yeah, I could use that, use some help in that area. Well, you wrote a LinkedIn article a couple of years ago, oh, a couple of years ago, and I see you've written over, over 60 articles, at least at that time, it was over 60. I love doing those articles too. And I think people um, that want to use LinkedIn more need to tap into the power of writing articles. So uh, I think you're an expert at that. I thought, you know, this would be perfect to talk about for our GFT listeners because it was titled Live the Life You Want. And one of your first suggestions was to imagine your future. Why is that the starting point? Well, um, I think that uh, it's a starting point because you need to know what you want. And a lot of times that's the starting point if you're working with a coach, the coach sees that the person doesn't really even know what they want. So knowing what you want, um, you have to be able to imagine it, right? Because otherwise, how would you know whether you wanted it or not? <laughs> um, it's one of the most powerful techniques because as they say, your brain can't tell the difference between something imagined and something real. Right. And although you can only take that so far, the idea of imagining uh, something that you want as a goal can be very powerful. In fact, we know that um, professional athletes use that technique for improving their ability to perform. Um, I just recently heard a lecture about uh, how the Blue Angels have a meeting before every performance where they the leader talks through, through the prompts for what they're supposed to do, and they sit at the table and imagine them doing their whatever it is they do, <laughs> their moves, I guess you would call it, you know, because they're, they're flying, like sometimes their wings are a couple feet apart and they have, uh, you know, precision flying. So um, they use that technique um, for something that's probably what I think one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. <laughs> yes. So visualization 
is this process of what do I want? And it's like, I have to be able to picture it or picture myself moving toward it in order to get unstuck and to get there. What, uh, what could a listener, do you have any techniques that a listener could use to do that for the first time? If they're, if they're sort of stuck and, and wanting to imagine their future? Um, yes. Yeah. So one thing they could do is imagine sounds in their future. Um, another thing you could do, though, is write out your future goal, you know, what you want in your life, and then make a recording of it and listen to it. It's sort of like a guided meditation. That's something yeah, like, that I did when I was starting out. I made a guided meditation for attracting clients. And that was actually one of the things that I gave to the members. Um, still do, actually. <laughs> uh, guided meditation on um, visualizing um, you know, success in your business. That is great. I remember even when you were coaching me when I was starting out, uh, you had me do a vision exercise, uh, picturing myself out. I can't remember if it was five or 10 years into the future and what my life looked at, looked like. And, you know, I think you wanted even me to get even granular on that. So what does your day look like? You know, who are you hanging around? What's your business look like? And uh, it's a powerful exercise because it really sort of bops you out of the day-to-day grind that you're into this future that you want to go toward. Yes, and it also gives your brain a way to focus on the desired outcome. Because if you give your brain a, um, a direction, it'll take it. So once you start visualizing your future, the brain picks up on that and it starts showing you opportunities that might be related to that desire that would help you fulfill that. I also like how you said, try to get your, uh, your five senses involved, right? The listening, um, make it auditory. Uh, I was uh, with a group recently that they decided to do a five-year vision exercise and their coach before me had said to make it, uh, to engage all five senses in their scripting out of their five-year vision. Like, so five years from today, I go out on my, uh, my beach house's deck and the smell of the salty air hits my nose first, right? I'm sipping my cappuccino uh, as, you know, as the, as the smoke wafts into my face and, uh, and I begin to pat my dog who just trotted out onto the porch with me. And I was like, wow, the, the using all five senses really makes me like go there. Like I, like I want to be on that, that beach house. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. So when you're um, using your emotions, especially positive emotions like excitement and joy and sense of accomplishment, um, it just enhances that envisioning process. Yeah, you beat me to it because I was going to ask you about emotions. Uh, uh, There's a part of me that would say uh, before I learned about emotions and goal setting that would say, you know, emotions are squirrely, aren't they, Jeanette? Like, I can't trust my emotions. Like, this has to be all a logical goal setting visioning process, right? <laughs> you probably, probably go like, no, we, we need those. Tell us more about why emotions have to be involved. Well, the thing is, is that if you're doing this deliberately, it's a matter of the intention. 
So the squirrely emotions are not intended necessarily, but when you're doing this uh, visualization technique, um, you're controlling the environment and you're um, deliberately intending what specific emotions you would feel. So um, that's the difference. Got it. So it's like you're choosing how you want to show up and, and how you how you want to utilize your emotions in a very constructive way. Is that another way of saying that? Yes. <laughs> my, uh, my guest last week, uh, her name was Jess Duell, and she was talking with our, to us together about questions you ask yourself to reflect on your life trajectory. So I want to go to the next suggestion you put in your, your blog, which said, believe in yourself. So Jeanette, is that uh, simply positive self-talk, which of course is way better than negative self-talk, or is it even (laughs) more than that? Believe in yourself. Yeah, well, I think it is more than that. Um, You know, uh, Wayne Dyer used to say that you have to turn around the saying, I'll believe it when I see it, to you'll see it when you believe it. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, the thing is, especially if you're a leader or in a leadership position, if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to get followers because you're not going to come across as being competent or confident. So um, you do have to have a certain belief in yourself. Um, and you also have to have realistic goals so that you know that you can achieve them. And of course, that's where a coach can come in and uh, help with that. Because no matter whatever what level you're at, um, everyone can use a coach or mentor. <laughs> I find out sometimes I'm uh, listening to these um, high-level influencers in the coaching industry, and I'm always, I'm so, at least I used to always be surprised when they say, and my coach said, because <laughs> I thought, whoa, they have a coach too? Right. The thing is, people have an innate ability to learn and grow, and so that's what you're taking advantage of. Um, that you know you want to grow, and so uh, there has to be a certain amount of belief that you can. Right, because if I pursued a goal and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt I could not accomplish it, it seems like that would be more defeating to try to set an undoable goal than to not set one at all. Right. Yeah, and that's why sometimes um, the reason why people don't reach their goals is because they don't have enough self-confidence or self-esteem to believe that they can accomplish it. And of course, that's another reason why you want to hire a coach to help you with that, because if you didn't think of it, uh, let's turn around. If you thought of that goal, it's probably because you do have the ability to achieve it. Otherwise, it wouldn't even come to mind. Right. Because I would think the brain would just sort of sift that out as irrelevant. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it seems like, I can't remember what speaker taught me this really early on in my leadership journey, but vision sticks to you. Like if you, if it pops into your mind, you know, it could have been bad pizza uh, the night before, but <laughs> if, it, if you go to sleep and you wake up the next day and it's still there. And then you try to shake it off and then you find yourself going out for coffee with a friend and you bring it up and you don't even know where it came from. It came out. And then you talk to your coach about it 
it's like, you know, there's probably something to that, right? That vision's probably sticking with you. It's probably something you need to pursue. Yeah. And, you know, something that I point out in the article is that the reason, the main reason why people doubt themselves is because they don't know how they're going to accomplish their goal. Ah. But they don't have to know the how. They, you know, you start with the what and the why. Why do you want to accomplish? What is it that you want to accomplish? And then you figure out the how. Oh, that is so good. It reminds me of the Simon Sinek book that you've probably read too, right? Start with why. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> the, gold, the golden circle, I think he calls it, but why and then what, and then get to the how. But the how, if you're an analytical person, uh, can trip you up because then you get that paralysis of analysis going on and you, you, you overthink things. Not that any of our listeners overthink things, uh, but uh, you're probably smiling now if, if that's you. But yeah, I could see why. If you focus too much on the how, it shuts down the visioning process. Yeah. Yeah. And you and you mentioned how uh, you you sort of chuckle like that influencer, that probably million dollar speaker influencer has a coach, and I've thought that too to myself. And it just keeps reminding me that all high performers have coaches. And uh, you know, Michael Jordan had a coach. LeBron James has a coach in sports. And all the, um, all the other influencers I know have a coach because they want to keep taking it to the next level. Is that what you see as why even very, very successful people have coaches? Yeah, um, because it's the nature of life to grow. And uh, which is, um, you know, interesting that your company is called Growing Forward because that's what we all want to do. Yeah, nice product placement there, Jeanette. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Just occurred to me that it fits. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and that is why I started the business. I mentioned this on episode one is why I named the business that because, yeah, it's just, it's deep inside of me to keep growing. Even when I think about my business, I had a great year in 2021, even in the middle of the pandemic. And there's still something inside me that wants to do even better this year and to keep growing. And maybe it's not in revenue. Maybe it's in my mindset. Maybe it's in my marriage. Maybe uh, it's in uh, marketing. Who knows what it is, but there is that inner desire that wants to grow. And uh, thanks for pointing out that is the nature of life. So if you're not growing, something might be altered, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or a miss. (laughs) A miss, that's the word I'm looking for, yes. (laughs) A good crossword puzzle word. (laughs) Well, let's take a quick break. You are listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast on the Voice America Business Channel. You can contact me at growingforwardservices.net, and you can contact my guest, Jeanette Coachella, at iaplifecoaches.org. When we come back, we're going to keep delving deeper into the article of living the life that you want with Jeanette. So stick around. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Join host Paul Casey every week for new episodes of his podcast, Grow Forward Today. This program is all about helping you grow on your personal leadership development journey. 
If you're a leader or an aspiring leader, you won't want to miss a single episode. Paul offers his wisdom and insight, as well as engages in discussions with some of the top experts in the leadership field. It's time to realize your leadership potential and get your most important priorities accomplished. Grow forward today on the Voice America Business Channel. You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast. If you'd like to know more about Paul Casey or our program, please visit his website at growingforwardservices.net. Now, back to Grow Forward Today. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Jeanette Coachella, and we are talking about living the life that you want. It was a LinkedIn article that she wrote a couple of years ago, and it's got some really great gems in it. And just going through several of the points, because I feel like if you're listening today, one of these, if not many of these are going to resonate with you to live the life that you want. So Jeanette, let's talk about journaling. That was your fourth suggestion in the article. What makes journaling such an essential habit for anyone who wants to grow? Well, Paul, um, and you mentioned uh, earlier that you journal every yes. morning. Um, yes, it's a great technique um, for getting your thoughts down on paper or computer, as the case may be. Um, but also, the interesting thing about it is that the act of writing or even typing is a kinesthetic action. And so um, it gets... Um, it gets more active in the brain when you're using more than one of your senses, as we spoke about earlier. Um, so the other thing about it is that um, it'll make a stronger impression in your brain. So if you do it often enough, and like, for example, writing about your desired goal, it can actually create a pathway in the brain of neurons that, um, are going to help you reach your goal, maybe faster, maybe easier. <laughs> yes, I've I've even have, I don't know if you've read the book the uh, the Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Does that does mm -hmm. that name ring a bell with you? I have a copy of that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I just finished her book, The Listening Path, where uh, she again goes back through some of those habits, and one of those is morning pages. Mm -hmm. Have you ever yes. tried the, the morning pages? Yes, yes. Uh, where you just write stream of consciousness for several minutes and see what comes out. And uh, yeah, it's very interesting um, what comes out. In fact, things, uh, I wrote down things that I didn't even know I knew about. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I felt like I was channeling information. You know? <laughs> Yes. And of course, her point is to open up your creativity, right? So that it's like, I think she called them like your brain's windshield wipers. And if you do it first thing in the morning, it clears the clutter. So you don't go in with anxiety and stress, but it's like you get it all out on paper and now you're ready to do your best creative work. So I, I've only done it a couple of times, um, but I do, I do journal every day. Are, are you a journaler as well, Jeanette? Well, uh, off and on, um, but I, I do want to share another tip from about journaling, which is that one technique that I taught my clients um, when I was doing spiritual life coaching was to use the journal um, 
at the end of the day to um, write down all the positive things that happened to you that day. Because um, we tend to focus on the negative things and usually blow them out of proportion. So, you know, at the end of the day, you're saying, oh, that was a rough day, terrible day. But then if you go back and think about it, there were things that happened that were good. It's just that you kind of ignored them because you got overwhelmed by the negative things. And so uh, using journaling in that way can also enhance all these other tools that we're talking about. I agree. I think it's uh, just one of those foundational skills for emotional intelligence. And uh, I like how you just said that because we actually have a sign in our entryway that talks about uh, uh well, now I, now I can't remember the first part. It was like, forget the day's challenges and recall the day's blessings. And that was, that's sort of what you're describing there with, with journaling. Some of my clients do it first thing in the morning, like I do, and try to recall yesterday's. So they're starting this day fresh with the gratitude of yesterday and others uh, do it at the end of the day. And uh, it's the last thing they do before they shut the light off. So they sort of drift off into sleep on a positive, especially if they struggle with any kind of... Uh, where their brain just doesn't shut off, right? <laughs> so that in journaling can be sort of one of those closure or ramp down activities you can do before bed. Yes. Well, then you talked about altering your course when something's off. So first of all, what would be some indicators that you're off your game? I, I think we could probably feel it, but can you, can you help us identify what those gauges might be? Well, um, yes, so I think first of all, you need to have some milestones along the way so that you have something to gauge by. So it can be some short-term and long-term milestones. And if you're not meeting those short-term milestones or goals, then that's maybe um, a sign that you need to course correct. Um, but the thing is, uh, you also need to give it enough time, and most people quit too soon. Uh, you know, right before something happens that you know is going to project them forward. So um, I like to suggest if you're trying something new to try it for 90 days because that should give you enough time to see if it's working and if it's uh, improving things. Um, there was a recent uh, remake of um, Around the World in 80 Days where Phileas Fogg goes around the world in 80 days. And one scene was where they land on this deserted island and they start walking around on the beach to see you know, if they can find some civilization. And after walking around all day, they finally start noticing that some of the landmarks were repeated and they realized that they had actually just been walking around the island and there wasn't anything else on the island. And so that's kind of what happens sometimes with us is that we, we fail to notice that the same thing is happening that we don't want to happen, but we didn't know, we didn't course correct because we didn't notice it. So that's another thing is, is something repeatedly happening that you don't want to happen. Yeah, it reminds me of two things. So one before GPS is, you know, we had maps. Remember those things? They're like very hard to fold. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss them at all, by the way, because they were always tangled up in my glove compartment. 
but we, uh, my wife and I would be traveling to a place we had never been. And it was a place without good signage on the road. And very frequently we would turn around because it just didn't seem like we were in the right direction. And then when we looped back around and went to a gas station and yes, I did stop for directions. Uh, they, they, they said, yeah, it's just a little bit farther from where you turned around. And I would be like, ah, it happened again. I feel like that happened 10 times in our marriage in those years is it was always five minutes further. So I love what you said about don't give up too soon. Give it the 90 days. Seth Godin, another author that I like to read. He wrote a book called the dip. And he said, uh, you know, if you're going along and it doesn't seem to be working out, may even be going in the opposite direction. Um, and on, on sort of the growth curve, you're going down into a dip. He says, you have to decide through your discernment and other signs, is this going to check mark out of that dip? And then it's going to really launch into outer space. It's going to be wonderful. Or is it a cul-de-sac that, like you said, with the island, you're just going to walk in a circle and a circle and waste more time and energy and money. So uh, it's, it's hard to discern that, I'm sure. Yes, it is. Um, but the thing is, uh, life is an evolutionary progression that involves constant change. And so it consequently can require constant adaptation. Um, if that sounded like a quote I was reading from my article there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good point. And um, we know that to err is human, so it's okay to make mistakes. Um, you just have to um, be able to admit it, number one, and cut your losses in some cases, and adapt. You know, um, adapt your program, adapt your uh, process, um, or your, you know, even your milestones may need to be adapted. You know, maybe they're too far out, you know, and it's just taken too long to get there. Okay break it down into smaller milestones so that you have some sense of uh, accomplishment along the way. Yeah, I think uh, constant adaptation, like you said, one, one other speaker called, it's like the price of longevity is to constantly being to adapt. We've all had to do that in the land of COVID uh, in the last couple of years. And those that have done it well have bounced back and been resilient. Those that have not done it well have stayed down probably longer than they wanted to, or they've lost some things because they, they couldn't make that shift. So I like how you're, you're, you're encouraging self-compassion. You're saying it's okay to make mistakes. I've had a client uh, who just the other day said, you know, I've had, I've had two divorces already. And now this one is headed for divorce. And, but it's like, I've hung in there for too long with someone who has been abusive to me. Uh, but I didn't want to fail again, right? I didn't want to, like you would say, adapt or because it was it was harmful uh, to her because I've already had two failures already in my marriage and I didn't want to have a third. And so I was trying to work with her to say like, you're, you're still making a good choice in this situation. And, uh, and she was so much healthier and brighter and uh, she was reinventing herself in so many different ways. So I was trying to cheerlead her on uh, to making good choices. But I, but I think there is a part of us that doesn't want the sunk cost of uh, <laughs> continuing down the same road, but it's like, oh, I've invested so much money in that strategy, or I've spent so much time with that person. 
but mm-hmm. I need to adapt. You probably have seen that a while too, even with your, uh, your coach's clients, right? <laughs> yeah. And even in my own life, I mean, it, I recall the, when I was thinking of uh, going through a divorce with my first husband and we really didn't want to, because we thought that wasn't a good idea and you know, you're supposed to stick it out and all that. But, um, we decided that it was more evolutionary to break up and we did it very amiably. And what I did was I went to work on, okay, what are the patterns that, uh, what patterns do I see that, um, that I don't want to continue, you know, either doing or putting up with in order to find a more appropriate partner. And uh, I got, a, in fact, I got a lot of help from um, Hendrick's book, uh, books, uh, Guy, I think it's Guy Hendricks has a lot of books on relationships. Give him some credit for that. But um, to just see, and I was surprised that I, of things that I had put up with that I didn't think anything about, but that, no, I don't want this in my life anymore. So um, it's also self-assessment and um, self-discovery that you're going to go through too in the process of changing things for the better. Yeah. So look for those patterns that you don't want to continue. Sometimes you need a helper in that journey. And that's why coaches and therapists are people helpers that help you see what you can't see because you're the fish in the fishbowl and you're the last one to discover water, as they say. <laughs> so sometimes we need people to ask us those questions that make us go, oh, I didn't realize I was in that pattern myself. And uh, so you may need that people helper in your life to help you see that. Well, number six that you put in your article was to boost yourself along your journey. I love this one because it's one of my core values of coaching, and that is the habit of celebration. What does recognizing small wins every day and every week do for a person? Well, uh, I think for one thing, it's sort of like having your own coach because you get um, you get your energy boosted. Um, it makes you feel better about yourself, gives you self-esteem, self-confidence. Um, and like I said earlier, you have to have some kind of way to document and remind yourself of uh, these small wins. And of course, if you have um, milestones, they can be um, you know, causes for celebration when you reach those. So that's why it's good to have baby steps milestones along the way in your journey. Um, And also, um, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the movie or read the book, The Secret, where it talks about how the universe responds to your attitude. So using these different techniques that we've been talking about um, is going to help you be in a, a positive attitude. And of course, celebrating is another positive attitude but so even celebrating a small success the universe responds to that and it's going to give you more success Uh, i've seen that happen in my own life um little example um i was at a point where i wanted to sell my paintings um when i had my artist career (laughs) and uh i had a, a person that wanted to buy a painting and so i took them over to the place where I had all my paintings and price range was like $100 to maybe 1000 
So I was hoping to get a nice big sale. And they bought the $100 painting. And I caught myself before I even thought, oh. And I thought, wow, I sold a $100 painting. And for a week, I just kept reminding myself how good it was that I at least sold a $100 painting. And the, a week later, um, I won a $300 business training program that I had wanted to buy but couldn't afford. And I just thought that that was an example of how the universe responds and how um, your attitude attracts more likeness. So if you have a positive attitude, it's going to attract more positive things. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. And when I, when I ask my clients for a win to celebrate every time that we get together, they go, I know you're going to ask this question, Paul, (laughs) but they're like, but I didn't think about my wins again. But when I ask them at the end of the session, what was good about the session? They go, you know, I know it's simple, but you forced me to reflect on my life and count the wins and celebrate. And I really appreciate that. That feels good as a coach that I, that I helped them reflect on what's going good in their life. Even though if for an hour, we might've been talking about what's still not where they want it, but uh, having them reflect that celebration is so good for the psyche. Well, a great way to bring your LinkedIn article to a close was reminding us all to dream bigger. Do you think most of us aim too small in goal setting? And if so, what does that lead to? Well, I think that uh, sometimes people have a tendency to think too small. And I think it's partly, again, because of that uh, self-doubt that creeps in because you don't know how you're going to uh, manifest a a big goal. Um, But also because I think it's because your goal wasn't big enough to maintain the excitement that you're going to need to carry on with that project or journey. And so um, if you have a big goal and you run into an obstacle, it's the obstacle seems smaller than if you had a small goal and ran into that obstacle. <laughs> so that's one of the a good reasons to have a bigger goal. Um, and, but coupled with that, um, if you're gonna have a big goal, you also need to have a strong reason of why you want to accomplish that. So they go hand in hand, the the why you want that goal and the goal itself. And even if your goal is um, like more income, why do you want that income? You know, do do you want to finance your children's college education? Do you want to send your parents on a second honeymoon trip? (laughs) Uh, Do you want to save for retirement so that you can buy a beach house? (laughs) So there has to be a why there too, which of course we mentioned earlier about uh, having a why that it just, uh, when the going gets rough, you need to have that, um, a big goal and a big why. Yeah, I'm totally stealing your line. The goal has to be big enough to maintain the excitement that you need or or that motivation you need. That, that, That is probably the best reason I have heard for setting a stretch goal. Cause I think a lot of people pull back from the stretch goal out of a fear that if I say this out loud, um, I'm going to be held accountable to this, uh, in some way. Uh, what, what would you say to that person that's, that's hedging 
because they don't want to be held accountable to meeting that goal? Well, um, only say it aloud to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) If you're afraid of what other people say, sometimes it's, it's better to do it that way though, because you may not have the support of other people. You know, you may have um, other your family members or friends who doubt your uh, ability to reach that goal. And so you do have to protect it in a way. Um, But also you need to be able to make sure that you're doing things that are going to reinforce that belief in yourself and your ability to accomplish that goal. And when you uh, feel the fear, uh, there's another relationship book I read, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, I can't remember what author said it, but you know, like the fear, fear can ride in the car with you. You know, you acknowledge it's there, but you never give it the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> you can't drive fear, but I noticed you're here today. <laughs> Yeah, you, you brought up something just there that said about like, you might not have the support you need to say it out loud. Mm. So talk to us a little bit more about that. Well, um, I think that a lot of times we, we doubt ourselves because we may have had goals that we didn't fulfill. And so even saying it out loud, it could be um, like, jinxing it. Um, So, you know, imagining it is internal. So you can do a lot of interior work. Um, It doesn't have to be out loud. Um, Or you can say it out loud to yourself. Um, There is some power in saying it uh, verbally out loud, you know, even if uh, no one else is in the room. Um, I was reading... uh, sort of an esoteric book about how uh, if you want to ask an angel to help you, you have to say it out loud because they get a lot of requests mentally and can't deal with all of them. (laughs) 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 So if that's true, (laughs) might as well (laughs) follow the guidelines. (laughs) Say it out loud. Yeah, and I I get it that our, our goals, our vision, our feelings are fragile things, right? They're, they're something that are very personal to us. And if you just share them indiscriminately to the world, uh, to folks that may not care about you and your success, uh, they can get dashed pretty quickly. And then it takes a hit to our self-esteem and our confidence, and we may not pursue it. And then there's folks in our life that are great accountability partners, and we may not call them that, success partners, uh, people that want to see us get to our goals. We need a whole cadre of those people, don't we? <laughs> yeah, Paul, we do. Yeah, and those they, they give us the courage to do those things that we know we must do uh, in this life. They ask us the tough questions, and they help us get to that. Do you help your clients when you're coaching try to set up that uh, accountability piece? Like, do you, do you feel that's a, a vital part of getting to goals? Yes. In fact, um, I think they did a survey that said that um, something like 80 to 90% of the reason why people hire coaches is for accountability. Yep. Yeah. So we all need uh, help with that. 
Um, but I think also that having the why behind your goal is also going to stimulate your accountability, you know, motivate you to keep going. Um, also, uh, another thing is that if you have a big goal, it's your heart's desire. And if you're a, in a leadership position, um, another thing I learned from a leadership course I heard recently was that managers operate mind to mind, leaders operate heart to heart. Mm. So when you're um, helping someone as a leader, you're encouraging them, supporting them and guiding them. And it's a heart to heart connection. So um, you need those three things. And um, if you need help in those three areas, then you can hire a coach to help you with that. Yes, so good. So that leads us to our last two questions. Jeanette, what do you want to promote for our listeners' personal leadership development? And how can our GFT listeners best contact you? Well, thank you, Paul. Um, what I want to share with our listeners is that if you would like some help with this, um, come to our website, look at our directory. We have, as I say, 17 different categories of coaching, and one of which is um, leadership and executive coaching. Um, we also have career and other things that pertain to business, even though um, it's also life coaching. And um, the contact information is all on the about page there. Awesome. And would that website be the best way to contact you? Yes. Yes. Uh, my contact information is on the about page. Fantastic. Well, Jeanette, thank you so much for the value you've added today to all of our listeners. And uh, may you have a prosperous year. Thank you, Paul. So I have some takeaways from Jeanette today. Maybe you had some of the same ones that I had. We started talking about visualization, you know, figuring out where you want to go. And don't get tangled up in the how before you figure out your big why and then the what, and then get to the how, but don't let that sh shoot you down from the very get-go. Another thing we talked about is not quitting too soon on a goal. Hang in there for at least 90 days because you might just be right around the corner from a breakthrough. And if you do mess up, constantly adapting is not the walk of shame. It's okay to make mistakes and choose a healthier option. And then finally, your goal has to be big enough to maintain the excitement you need. That why has to be big enough to go after a big goal. The GFT podcast is all about putting the practical tips from my guests into action for your personal leadership development. And remember, if you learn something, but don't put it into action within 72 hours, those valuable gems start to slip out of your brain gradually until they lose their value to your life. Hey, I've got a free gift for y'all. Text the word BEYOND to 72,000, and I'll give you my free one sheet on crafting, casting, and carrying a compelling vision, either for yourself or for your company. It's a helpful tool as a leader in business or in your department. That's opening a text to 72000 and typing the word BEYOND. Thank you for listening to episode 12. Please spread the word about this podcast to the other Achiever friends in your life who are hungry to grow forward in their lives. Remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. And until next week, keep growing forward.
Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward Today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel. 